night sipping on some Sprite, he was next in. Too many injuries, Christian didn't pan out, but had his opportunity. 92, he jammed out. Dream team, honestly paying homage, they the greatest. They didn't want no Isaiah Thomas, but they made it. Larry's back was cracking in half, and Magic passing the torch. Bartley slapping the board, but it's back to the postseason. I need it, there's no leaving until we hoist the trophy. This is it, the whole season is dead. Farb, Volume 1, what's going on? How you been, man? How you been, buddy? What's going on, man? It's been a little while. It's been a little while. Been doing all right. Having a, enjoying the Celtics season. Let me put it that way. Very much so. So enjoying the Celtics season. Um, Boston's been going through its uh, Boston massacre of professional sports still. The Pats winning. Uh, I know that's not that as important to you, but... Uh, it, it, there was greatness involved with uh, Tom Brady trying to recruit Kevin Durant. Do you think this has an effect on yourselves? What's going on? Uh, why are they winning so much? I mean, that that, that meeting did have a lot, did, did uh, inspire the Celtics this season, I have to say. Um, there's, I mean, they're playing some team ball. I mean, they, they finally got their defense under control after a rough, rough beginning of the season when they were, I think they were literally 29th out of 30 in defense, and that used to be their, uh, they used to hang their head on that, but... Yeah, you know, they're coming together. They're healthy, uh, going down the stretch. They're finally, you know, able to get the chemistry that they need. It looks like, and on a little bit of a roll going into the postseason. Mm-hmm. Damn. Uh, yeah. So obviously, uh, you know, you're on a Brooklyn Rebound podcast. We're talking about uh, you and the Celtics, uh, and I, you know, I, I'll I'll be honest. I wasn't uh, super excited about uh, the Celtics doing so well so quickly because I don't think anyone predicted it, let alone, um, you know, uh, me uh, going through my emotions of giving up the picks but having that one year with KG and Paul Pierce. Was it worth it? That's that's another discussion. But what do you think of the fact that uh, the – do you think the Nets have – given the Celtics so much life by, you know, being so bad, or the Celtics were just naturally organically going to be this good this season? I mean, as far as this season goes, I mean, obviously the the Nets gave the Celtics uh, a heck of a present with that trade. Um, And it, it is nice this season as far as being able to cheer not only for Celtic wins, but for Nets losses. Um, I know all Celtics fans are kind of kind of looking at the top of the standings and at the bottom of the standings at the same time just to check in to see how the Nets are doing. Um, as far as the Celtics play well this year, I mean, I expected them to have a good year. Really wasn't sure um, after, you know, their, their playoff exit last year. Um, you know, they picked up Al Horford, who's definitely fitting well. Um, and, I mean, again, they're they're rolling right now. They're definitely playing some team basketball. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Um, and you know, I can't. I can't hate on that. Um, I don't know if your your brother probably could hate on it. Um, what do you think your brother thinks about this? 
this whole massacre of Boston taking over to the East and getting what you're in second in the yeah second right now they're one game behind Cleveland. I mean you know Justin was a former Celtics fan to a degree until he moved to moved to Brooklyn. But um, Brooklyn, yep. But uh, no, nah, he he I'm sure he. I'm sure he enjoys it a little bit just for, you know, being a Celtic fan a while ago, but as far as right now and being a Nets season ticket holder, I'm sure it's it's got to be painful to know that, you know, the Nets are going through, you know, tough times right now and knowing at the end of the season they don't have a draft pick to uh to to bank on because normally, you know, when you have a tough season, you can always say, "Well, there's always a lottery." But unfortunately, not not this season thanks to the 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 genius of Billy King. Billy Billy King is uh, is a genius. Uh, it, it, the crappy part about uh, Billy King and on many fronts, but the one that bothers me right now, like his present day Billy King, is he's still on my Twitter feed for some reason. I, I don't know why. Maybe I just want to torture myself by seeing him tweet something. Um, so he's a former Duke player. So that that sucks. Uh, well, thank God Duke's out of the Duke's out though. So yes. <laughs> but his his uh, his initials are B K. Uh, and it's uh, BK something as his Twitter uh, username. So it's like I look at it, I'm thinking Brooklyn Nets, and I realize it's Billy King, and then I just get I get uh, a little flustered and angry. Do you have any recipes for that uh, of people that you hate to follow on Twitter or hate hate to follow, like love to hate kind of thing? Do you, do you do that? Um, it's a great question. I don't know if I have anybody like that. And I got to be honest, I, I didn't actually think of the whole BK. Uh... Billy King thing on Twitter didn't never uh, never put two and two together as far as that goes. I'm not sure if I have anybody. I'm sure there's somebody out there. No one I can think of off the top right now. Um, but yeah, I mean I follow a bunch of you know sports sports guys, NBA guys on Twitter, and yeah, I, I can't think of any off the top. Unfortunately, sorry. No, 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 no. I, I I didn't think about it for a while until I noticed it. And once you notice, it's like when you notice something, you're like. God damn it! You know, like just why? Why is this happening? Um, so yeah, you guys have number one pick. I'm looking at NBADraft.net right now. Josh Jackson or Alonzo Ball? Have you been watching uh, uh, either of these players right now um, play? A little bit, honestly. I haven't haven't been in tune with the tournament as much as I probably should have been. I was a little bit earlier in the uh, some of the opening games. Um, yeah, I know. Again, I know the the pick, the Brooklyn pick, will be between one and four, depending on how it falls. You guys uh, apparently have have more wins in March than the Cavs do, with yep. six wins. Yep. And uh, which, as a Celtic fans, get a little scary because you got you know you got the Lakers creeping up on you for uh, according to Tankathon, and only five games back now. So you guys have to do the Celtics a favor and just lose a few more games just so we can I can uh, sleep easy knowing that I've got a better percent percentage chance at the top pick. Um, but as far as the, you know, as far as the player, I mean, I, you know, obviously it sounds like the, you know, top play picks right now would be Markel Fultz, Lonzo Ball, Josh Jackson. I mean, those are the, those are what I've what I've heard for top three. Um, again, I'm not as tuned in, but I've definitely watched a lot of highlights and a lot of clips of each of those players. Um, Celtics will probably just go for best player available and disregard everybody on the roster and kind of go from there. Um, that's if they don't trade the pick. So we'll see what happens. So you say? I mean, it makes it makes sense um, for you guys to worry about 
uh, our team, even though we're in last place completely. Um, and tonight, um, right now actually though, you should be feeling a little better. Uh, they are playing, and I believe they're down by 14, almost like six minutes left in the half uh, against the Wizards at home. Yes. The Wizards in, in DC. I, b um, I believe that's your toughest game to end this, or is that your toughest game between now and the end of the season? I think. Uh, in terms of playoff caliber, yes, because um, Wizards are just killing it right now, second half of the season. But we have the Hawks twice, another playoff team. Okay. Um, we also have, I believe, uh, the Magic twice. You're, you guys as well, so that's I guess you guys are tougher, uh, but that's like really at the end of the season, so I'm not sure if it's worth playing us right. at full strength if you guys are seated. It depends on how that works out. Um, and we got the Bulls, I think, once or twice as well. So, yeah, okay. it's, it, it's kind of uh, uh, not an equal because we're the worst team in the league, so it's not a, a soft schedule. Every game is a grind out for us. But we are 5-5 five and five, um, right now, last 10 games. And uh, Jeremy Lin has played in all of our wins uh, when he's played. And I, I think I was telling you this before. Uh, our season would be a thousand times different if Jeremy Lin's hamstring didn't fuck us over. I think we would at least be in the competitive East for like the 10th seed. That's not even seed, but it would be like a 10th seed uh, right. as opposed to last place. So do you think that's true? Do you think... Do you think I'm just coming up with that? No, I mean I I don't I don't know how definitely would be a lot better. I mean obviously that Lynn injury is huge. Um it it will be different interesting down the stretch whereas there's other teams that are resting their stars and or um and then you also get, you know, the the teams that are just trying to tank and like the Lakers just trying to lose as many games as possible at the bottom of the standings where you have Brooklyn which really has nothing to, you know, while teams some teams might tank, Brooklyn's just looking to win as many games. So I mean I could definitely see you pull off a few more wins down the stretch while you try to um while you're actually in the games trying to win the games where versus some of the other teams that might not be. So we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now um going back to the picks real quick, how many picks do you have in the first round this year? We only have one. One pick in the first round, um, because it's a swap with you guys. So yeah. you have your um, own pick essentially but you're swapping it. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, so right now we're twenty sixth we would have the 26th pick if uh season ended today. So that pick right now will belong to the Nets. And I believe you also have you have the bro you have um the, the Washington's pick too, right? Yep. 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 Uh yeah, we traded it it is um it's not it's not protected. No, it says first round pick anywhere from 2017 to 2023 or we can get, we can wait till 20 22 for a top 10 pick. <laughs> so I don't know how that works, but um, I'm sure we're just opting to use the pick. And then we have, uh, you have two picks in the second round, right? You have uh, Timberwolves, second round, and I'm looking at uh, LA Clippers, second round, and then you have Cleveland's second round pick. Jesus, yeah, no, that's a lot of picks. Yeah, I know we have a few. I mean, I know they did a pretty good job last year stashing a bunch of picks overseas, trying to play the uh, the Spurs strategy. Of you know getting the guys to get some experience, but um, but yeah, like I said, I'm literally on Tankathon every day, and I click the simulate lottery button however many times it takes for the Celtics to get the number one pick every day. Today it took one click, so I'm, I will be doing this. I'll be doing this every day up to the draft. Yes, <laughs> we're doing it all season every day. And, uh, you know, I think it feels pretty good today. You know, no, just one click, 
nice and quick. The other day it was like nine, ten, eleven clicks. So again, only uh, even with the worst record in the league, still only a sixty-four point three percent chance of top three and twenty-five percent of over one overall. So I mean, just because it's the worst team does not mean at all that it's going right. to come up first pick. I mean, the odds are probably against you. So. Do you think um let's let's bring it to a controversy. Do you think the NBA lottery at least top three is kinda of rigged? I wouldn't say it's rigged. I really don't think it's rigged. Obviously there's always gonna be the questions. I mean, and then you get Philly who's just been stacking up picks. You know, you get the Cavs, you know, lucking out a couple times. I, I don't think it's rigged. Um obviously it's a it's a touchy subject for the NBA for what they would do to fix it if they were gonna to try to make it a little bit more transparent. I always wish it was Somehow they could figure out a way to, to air it live on TV, um, the actual picking, where even if it's just a certain amount of lottery balls in a machine and you have, the you know, with three separate machines and each, you know, you get the combinations, um, you know, you have your combinations, but there's just the team logo on the lottery ball and just do the top three picks. I think it would be a lot more transparent and it wouldn't be as questioned, like you say, bringing up or if it's rigged. But personally, no, I don't, I don't think it's rigged. I don't think it's rigged as well. I do think there's one year that was very questionable. It was an Anthony Davis year uh, where he got picked. Um, you know, he went, it went to Nolens, um, and that same year, the uh, I think I maybe just read this as a conspiracy. So that's why I stuck in my head. Same year they sold the team to keep it in Nolens, I guess. Um, okay, I, I haven't, I didn't, haven't uh, read that, but yes, that that would be interesting. Yeah, so, like, in order to, like, that incentive, and this is David Stern time, this is Adam Silver as well, obviously. Um, but I think, I don't know, I I, I agree with you. I, and my ideas, I, I have a couple ideas, actually. I, I may have written them down. So the way they could fix this is um, the first thing is you, you mentioned doing it live, right, in person and seeing it. So what they should do is get either Multibokes, Spud Web, or even Isaiah Thomas, um, in one of those cash uh, grab machines where they blow, uh, you know, the money uh, really hard. And um, and then instead of balls, you have, like, uh, you know, you have the teams, uh, whole, each money is representing uh, of the team, and they can have actually, it would be awesome, they actually would design the logo instead of a president on there. That would be pretty awesome. And then you just keep on grabbing, right? And then uh, you grab... Uh, one um, or whatever. You, if you grab four or five at a time, you just take one out, put it in uh, number thirty, and just keep on doing it. It might be really long. Have you been in one of those things before? Uh, I have been, and yeah. uh, one time, and it was a it was a good time. I think it's <laughs> I think as far as that idea goes. I mean, you're in New York. Uh, I think you should somehow track down Adam Silver and present that idea. He could be open to it. <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, I will. I'll find them. I, I mean, actually, the headquarters uh, are not far from Grand Central, so whenever you take the train, you could just stop by too. I may have to. I may have to. We, we think we'll have to come up with something—a little, maybe a video presentation to present what we're talking about here. Yeah, and then I have another idea. Um, I, this is more up your alley, I think. Um, so uh, I know uh, Mr. Uh, J. Farb, Baller, NBA J. Duke, Josh Farber. Uh, Josh, I'm going to drop the H bomb. Barber loves the ping pong. Loves the ping pong. Is that right? I am a fan of the ping pong. This is this is true. Yes. You can't deny that. Um, I, I, I can't. I can't. 
Um, I, I played some, uh, we played a couple matches here in Brooklyn, actually, uh, when we went to that pool hall a couple times, uh, when you, uh, hung out with me, you and brother, uh, and your brother, and you kicked my ass a couple times, that's for sure. Uh, are you better than Justin at ping pong? Yes. Like, we don't need, we, we, we don't need to hesitate on that. Yes. I mean, he can wow, get me, he, he can get me here and there some, some games. He'll probably talk a big game, but, uh. Yeah. You know, you throw throw money in the, throw money down the table, make it serious. This is it's, You'll crush no, it. it's no it's no contest, no contest. So obviously, you have a lot of confidence. The reason why I'm asking this is um, we should put uh, the NBA should basically go to the ping pong uh, club called Spin. I, I think you know heard about this, right? Um, just refresh my memory. I may or may not know about this. That's fine. That's fine. But yeah, Spin is um, is a ping pong uh, slash bar slash venue. Uh, all these places. The story of like Jimmy Fallon uh, playing Prince before he died was based in Spin. Um, uh, like all these celebrities, Susan Sarandon's son, I guess, um, owns the place. I went there for my brother's uh, bachelor party because he loves uh, ping pong. Another person you played. Um, I think you beat him pretty. Uh, like one and you guys matched even. I'm not sure. We'll talk about that later. But this is it. You have all these NBA All Stars or even GMs. Maybe GMs that stink. I don't know. Or mascots. Maybe mascots. They have a, a tournament of ping pong. Um, you know, literally using the balls of uh, of the teams. And by playing it every single time, whoever uh, whoever wins. Actually, I don't know that part. I haven't think, thought about that part. Maybe you would know because you're the pong player. But basically, I want ping pong balls from the lottery inside this place spin and have multiple mascots or players or whatever represent those teams and fight to the death. Does that, does, that, that? does that mean that teams would start drafting players that are not only good at basketball but also good at ping pong? Absolutely. I mean, you need to spread out the sport internationally, right? The- <laughs> you'd, have, you'd, have, you'd have to uh, you have to get some additional scouts in, send, sending scouts out to the uh, ping pong tournaments as well, I guess. Um, well, I mean, ping pong is what internationally um, uh, it's one of the most popular games, next to uh, I'm not next to soccer, but I would say it's up there with tennis at least because you've seen the Olympic stuff. Those guys are crazy. No, it's pretty nuts. It's definitely pretty nuts. Uh, could you do that? Can you get in that stance all the way down and just like, uh, kind of like bend your head sideways like you're a crab and just play the whole time? Uh, no, no, no. I could not. I could, I could try to line up and act like I know what I'm doing, but no, I can definitely not do that. What, what would you say your uh, master uh, move is? What do you call it? Like, is it like a spin move? Is it a, is it like a Ace or spike? I don't know all the terms actually, but I'm just <laughs> I don't have a know if I have a name for it. But uh, you know, just try to just do a try to do a Chris a quick uh, cross table shot when you're least expecting and catch off guard. Now I'm gonna replay one memory in my mind of playing ping pong with you. I think we were in your old house on um, Matthew Lane over there back in the day, and we were playing ball most of the day. I was I was crushing it, obviously, just uh, dunking on people and, and uh, shooting eyes closed. But then we switched it up to um, ping pong, and, um, oh, shit, no, it wasn't Matthew Lane. Your, your, it was your current or your parents' place somewhere else in Windsor, right? Okay. Um, 
and it was in the basement uh, behind the laundry room. That's where the ping pong table is, right? Yes. It was. Okay. Um, and then I remember us playing, um, not me and you. I think it was doubles. I forgot who my partner was. I think it was maybe Kanye uh, B. Missy was in there, and maybe me and Pat or me and Ryan. I, I want. Does that? That sounds about right. Would you say right? Yeah, you you, you yeah. might be right on that. You might be right on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we were playing, and you guys. Uh, it was a tight game. We went back and forth, and then the end of the game, I think you beat us in in a tiebreaker. We had to go like uh, advantage and all that, or um, a vantage point, so and so. And then when that happened, you took out your flip phone um, and played a ringtone of Little Flip Game Over. Oh. And just had that on repeat. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. That, for, 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 fortunately, I got to use that pretty often when I played you. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I do remember that clearly. It's all coming back to me. I mean, I guess it all depends <laughs> on which time I pulled that phone out because it definitely happened on many occasions. But yes, the flip phone, the Sanyo, the Sprint Sanyo. Yep. Yep. That was a classic. So I was just thinking about flip phones and how awesome it was for us to even like make our own ringtones before like people could download apps and then also uh, put videos on phones. We were pretty, uh, you're a little more tech savvy than me, but we were pretty tech savvy uh, figuring that stuff out with, with our phones. I would say we were pioneers of the game even. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'd have to agree with you there. I mean, you know, we definitely, you know, had the, had that, uh, that cell phone, cell phone sales experience and, uh, you know, had a, Make sure we we had uh, had our phones working working well. Yeah. Um, so speaking of phones working, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm going to try this transition. We'll see how it works. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Blake Griffin's phone uh, is supposed to be ringing off this summer, right? Uh, because he's a free agent. Uh, you wow. like that? That's a, that's a good transition, right? Wow. Okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, BG, uh, is it 23? BG 23? Is that is it number 23? 32. Uh, 32, I think, right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, uh, Blake Griffin, 32, uh, he is eligible to bounce off these uh, Los Angeles Clippers. Um, and me and you just, uh, you know, we were talking about it before this uh, epic recording about uh, I throw you this, I threw you this proposed trade because I don't know why I was thinking about it. I think I was watching Sports Center and uh, the Six with Jamil Hill and fuck, I forgot the other dude. Um, and they were talking about how Blake Griffin is injured and how he might just want to leave or get traded. I forgot exactly. And then I was like, where could he go? And Boston has always been mentioned, right? Has he been in rumors of Boston, or just kind of like, is that one of the things that's happening? No, now? yeah, it definitely did. Actually, there's a I think Sean Devaney of Sporting News. He was before the season started. He was pretty confident that before the season would start, Blake Griffin would be a Celtic. And there's definitely been a lot of rumors that there has been some discussions in the past, regardless of Doc Rivers denying those discussions. But definitely someone on the radar. So. What what are your feelings overall before uh, I get into the proposal today? What are your feelings about Blake Griffin potentially being traded if you are signed to the Clippers? I mean, just overall, Blake Griffin on the Celtics. What do you feel about that? I mean, well, I'll put it so. There's two two major players this this off season. I think the Celtics and Celtics fans have their eyes on Gordon Hayward and Blake Griffin. Um, as far as you know, since Celtics are a team that has 
max cap space. Um, I think he'd be great in Boston. Like obviously, he's, he's, the, the big concern is always injuries. He's been very injury prone throughout his career. Um, I think he'd fit in very well, especially with, you know with Horford, Isaiah, um, and again we could since we I know we were talking before, but um, he they wouldn't have to give anyone up to get him. Um, you know they have they have max cap space once they you know renounce some of their their uh, their non guaranteed contracts, um, and yeah they could just basically take this team that is one game behind Cleveland right now for first place and add a max player like a Blake Griffin or Gordon Hayward to the mix. I mean, I think Blake would fit in really well. Um, again, alongside Al Horford, as far as rebounding goes and athleticism, I, I just, I think he'd be a great pickup and I def I fully expect uh, Celtics to make a run at him and for Blake to visit Boston when he's a free agent this summer. Now you've uh, obviously, this is what we've been, we were, uh, we were talking about uh, before uh, freeze and signing versus a potential trade. Now the trade season's obviously over. That's not going to happen right now. But there have been, you know, signing trades that have happened on so many occasions um, that I, I can't remember a more recent one. Uh, Durant is the only one that literally just jumped off the ship and went on to another one of recent time, right? Um, no one else has really done that on that big level. And would you say Blake Griffin's a superstar or just a really good player? Uh, I mean, I would say he's he's up there superstar, borderline superstar. I mean, again, I think the injury just hurts him a lot. I feel like he'd be playing a heck of a lot better if he didn't continue to get injured, it feels like, every season for a missed substantial amount of games. Um, but, I mean, he's a team you can build around, so if you, you know, he can be one of your main blocks, so for that I'd say he could be in that superstar conversation. All right. So you've you've confirmed the superstar uh, of Blake Griffin, which is why you're ex- potentially excited about him coming on your team if you're assigned. I think um, I think it would be a good move as a Celtics, but I think it might more happen as a trade, and I think it would be a good trade for the NBA overall, which is why I'm excited about this. Uh, what I came up with it, um, I, it's not that original. I'm sure someone else came up with it, but. What I had, uh, remind me again, Josh, because I can't even find the link where I put it. I had Blake Griffin uh, going to Boston, um, um, and I think maybe Jamal Crawford added to match the salary it's sent to New York. So it's a three-way trade, New York, L.A., and Boston. Boston gets uh, Blake Griffin. Um, L.A. gets Carmelo Anthony, and New York gets... Uh, one of the picks or maybe two of the picks that uh, Celtics have, maybe a second and a first, uh, the Nets pick. Uh, what what do you think about that? And I'll, I'll, obviously we can put in the fillers after, after did we you, find did, this. So did you say Nets pick and the, that yeah. the Celtics are trading? The net, yeah, to get, uh, to get Blake Griffin and uh, get, I think they'll get another pick as well. I'm not sure. But why? You don't want the next. I, 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 I'll put. I'll put it this way: There's zero chance of that happening. There's zero chances. Uh, Celtics won't give up a Nets pick, especially for a guy that they can sign as a free agent. It wouldn't make any sense. I mean, the Clippers right now aren't. You know, they they really have no leverage because Blake Griffin's a free agent. So for them to get anything for him at this point, I think would be gravy. Um, I think so. Your trade was. I know you had Tyler Zeller and I, I Jay Crowder. Right yep, I have right. it right up here too. Yeah, Tyler Zeller um, and Jay Crowder. Uh, let's see, who'd you have them going to? 
Uh, so I had Tyler and Jay going to the Knicks. Okay. I had Carmelo and Kyle Quinn going to the Clippers um, because Carmelo wants out, and I think at least, um, and Blake Griffin going to Celtics. So I guess, yeah, you're right. Without even involving the picks, this, this trade works already, yep. I think, in so many ways. Um, what, so you, you were talking about Jay Crowler staying as a, a sticking point for this trade. So- uh, not to work versus free agency. Yeah, so I mean, I, so I look at it again because Blake Griffin's a free agent. If I'm Blake Griffin, you have a chance. I know, assuming that the salary cap still work or the trades still work the same way that did previously, you know, you could you get five year max deal um, by signing with the Clippers, or you can do four year max deal or by signing with the Clippers and then possibly getting traded after that, or four year max deal signing with another team. Um, if I'm Blake Griffin and I look at this and I say, okay, I can still get the same amount of money per year and just at, you know be added onto a team that I'm hoping you know I'm I'm a little older, it's, you know, 28 years old right now, but I'm you know in the mode where you're trying to win a title. Um, I, if I'm Blake, I just take the four-year max contract and just you know sign with Boston, let them keep the team the same way. Knowing you know, so you don't have to lose a a major player that's Crowder who can guard multiple positions. Very important when they play teams like the Cavs um, to put somebody on LeBron over in the East. Um, and you know, if you do want to trade Crowder away, you include him in a separate trade. But I don't think you know if you're coming to a team, you know, I, I would I wouldn't want to hurt that team and you know take a player off their roster if they didn't have to. Um, I know you know obviously there's the injury concern where, you know, he's he's been injury prone throughout his career and maybe he'd want that extra year, but if I'm him, I'm just in title mode right now. Get that max deal, get that four year contract and, you know, just just add, you know um you know, get get him added to Boston without giving anything up. Hmm. Now I obviously in uh log- I don't know if logistically does that work still um, in terms of the – I'm looking at the salaries now uh, for the Celtics. So the largest person is Al Harford, obviously. Um, Isaiah Thomas, who do you think that the Celtics – you know, he's going to be free agent after next year. Do you think that Celtics wouldn't want to renegotiate his deal after this year even or just wait till next year? I think they're going to try to renegotiate it this year. Um, I think they're going to try to make their moves and do what they're going to do first and see how things pan out. Um, But after that and after they make their moves, I I definitely see them trying to sign him to a contract. Um, Again, money-wise, it's going to be interesting with him. He's playing at an unreal level this season. Um, So it's definitely going to be difficult to resign, but he's definitely the biggest bargain, um, probably one of the the biggest bargain in the league, considering that he's in the MVP conversation. He's only making $6 million a year. Um, So... Uh, he's definitely going to want to get paid. He's he's brought up his comments before about you know Boston's got to back up the Brinks truck when it comes time to uh, to you know time time for uh, to to negotiate his contract. So I I see them having a conversation this summer, um, but I don't know if the deal gets done. I mean I think the way it works is to sign your own players, you go above the cap, but you'd have to you know make your moves first. So if they bring in a Gordon Hayward or a Blake Griffin, I think they'd make those moves, and at the end of the summer, you know, they'd use the the bird rights that they have to be able to re-sign, you know, to try to re-sign Isaiah Thomas. 
um, and definitely go into luxury territory to get there. Um, their owner has said multiple times that you know he's willing to go into luxury tax and pay what it takes to win again, but he'll do it when he feels like they have a championship team. And by adding, like I said, a, a Hayward or a Griffin, you know, to this roster, I definitely think that they're they're in that conversation. So that's that's my the reason I asked that. That's my concern for your team. If I'm a Celtic fan right now, you have all these positives. Obviously, you're you're killing it in the NBA in terms of just being a good team overall. Brad Stevens is probably one of the better, if not best, coaches uh, this year in the NBA. Um, and Isaiah Thomas has. He's basically what I'm what I'm comparing him to is the uh Steve Nash resurgence, right? Like you kinda knew this player Isaiah, you're like, Oh, he's good, he can make he was averaging twenty a game at Sacramento, was doing well and uh, not as long as a career as Steve Nash before he turned it up. But um and now he's mastering this whole team and navigating getting all the calls he deserves when he goes to the lane, um, kinda destroying the competition. Wait, he's got the highest uh, fourth quarter points per game, yep. I think, or did, did he? He st- still does, still does. I think he's he's 10 or a little over 10, which is unbelievable, yeah. again, for a guy his size, basically my size, that's, that's there amongst the trees just dominating games. It's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, and I think if, I w- if this was, uh, shoot, if this was 15 years ago, maybe even 20 years ago, um, and we were this age, uh, 20 years ago, 20 years younger, Jesus, I can't speak, um, I would probably pick Isaiah Thomas as one of my favorite players because uh, he was small and so was I. I was a little guy uh, back then. You know about that, JFR, right? <laughs> I do, I do. I mean, like I said, the guy, I, I enjoyed watching him before he came to the Celtics. I was definitely a fan of him. You know, uh, since he came to Boston, just embraced the city. Um, like I said, I got a chance to meet him uh, last summer uh, and have a, you know, you talk, to him, talk to him quickly. It was at a, they had an autograph signing um, over in Massachusetts, and I got a chance to get in line, get autographed, but he was nice enough. You know, we got to talk quickly. Um, he just definitely seemed like just a nice, nice person. That's how I know, again, for sure, that he's he's basically my height. You know, they list him at, list him at 5'9". I'm 5'7", 5'8". He's probably closer to my height. You know how everybody tries to fudge the numbers for the for uh, when it comes to, you know, heights, official height listings in the NBA. But, yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is you talk about 20 years ago. I don't know if he'd be this good then. Um, NBA is a different place, you know, as far as how they handle uh, defenses against guards. Or right now, you know, just the way that the game is, you know, there's no hand check. You know, they, they call fouls and you keep a hand on the guy when you're, uh, you know, outside the paint or at the top of the key. And... I think it's a different NBA right now. I honestly, I don't know if he'd be as good. I think he'd be a, he'd be a different player if he was if he was still as dominant right now. He'd definitely be a different kind of player because I feel like you know they that was back when they called fouls when they were real fouls and not as much you know ticky tack stuff. But you know the game is where it is right now. You know you adapt to the rules and how the game is played, and I think he's he's doing that really well. And you got Brad coaching Brad Stevens that. You know, lets him play to his strengths, which is one of the big things that Brad Stevens, you know, he finds out the strengths of a player and tries to, you know, change the game plan to fit that. So, so 
going back to your signings and potential of your team for next year, um, or actually this coming year, 70K under the cap currently, right? And then you have up to 106 with the new salary cap. That's where it's going to be at. Um, 106 is actually at 96 or something like that right now. Um, so if the Celtics, like I'm looking at this right now, Jesus, Jeremy Lamb, DJ Augustine, Corey Joseph, Lewis Williams, uh, Corey Brewer, uh, these are all players that make more money than Isaiah Thomas right now. It's, uh, it's incredible. Like I said, biggest, bar- biggest bargain in the league. I mean, again, got MVP candidate who obviously will not win MVP. On a different right. year, he he may have been actually considered, but MVP candidate, and you're making six million, six point five million this year, six point two million next year. Unbelievable. Yeah, and then so you're talking about seven thousand. Then you have Steph Curry. The reason I bring this up, he also has a low, really low salary. He's probably due a paycheck. You got Tyson Chandler and his career, Miles Plumley, Aaron Aflalo, and J.R. Smith making more money than and then Stephen Curry. So uh, with with uh, Isaiah, I think that's going to affect your opportunity for a free agent signing. Um, I know it'll be interest, but he's best friends with Floyd Money Mayweather, right? Um, what, is, what does Floyd Mayweather love the most, uh, Josh? What do you think he loves the most? I think, I think it's those bills. It's definitely yeah. It's definitely those bills, and I mean, I, I, obviously, you know, they hang out a lot, and that's why Isaiah is going to want to get paid. And if Boston's not willing to pay him. He's going somewhere that he's going to get paid. So, yeah. Uh, so what what happens first? Does Boston focus on taking care of Isaiah, uh, knowing he's going to be there long term, so free agent to be could sign there long term, or is it more having to convince Isaiah by bringing in a free agent saying, "Hey, this is who we got. Uh, Isaiah wants you to sign on to line. This is what we can offer you." Then they know the numbers. What do you think is more likely to happen? I think they're definitely going to go after free agent first. I mean, first order of business, July 1st hits, they're going after free agent. And I think Isaiah's going to be completely on board with that. You know, he wants to win a title. He knows his value also will go up depending on how the team plays. Um, and, again, they, they have his bird rights so they can go above and beyond the cap to re-sign him. They could still sign him to the max as well. They could bring in a max free agent, and they technically, my understanding is they could still sign Isaiah to the max. I mean, they'd definitely be in luxury tax territory where, you know, they'd be, you know, definitely paying a lot. But like I said, owner says he's willing to do that. So I think that, you know, the, the order of business for the summer, look for max free agents, look for guys to fill the holes in the roster, and then talk to Isaiah and see if he's willing to take, you know, to uh, extend his contract, even if it's just for a couple of years. Um, and if he's willing to take a little bit less money maybe to play um, or – if it takes max dollars and it takes max dollars, you keep him. Um, if he doesn't want to re-sign, you know you you play out the year and then you you sweat bullets next season when you're going to see him probably visit all these different teams, including the Lakers, who he grew up watching and has ties to, and has already said in the past that his his dad's a huge Laker fan and it was always a dream of his to be a Laker. So Celtics fans don't want to hear that, but. If it comes down to it, uh, I'm sure they'd they'd get a meeting too, and hopefully he'd still in the end sign with Boston. So, what I'm I'm just thinking I'm thinking of so many rumor trades. I might as well just just tweet everything I'm thinking of now. Uh, what about D'Angelo Russell uh, and a, maybe a, another young pick for uh, Isaiah Thomas if it didn't work out? I'm the Lakers. 
Well, when, what would the timing be of that deal, though? Like you're saying, in the middle of next season? or? Well, I mean, yeah, say it's the pick that they picked, or it's Brandon Ingram, whatever. One is A or B, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's Russell and either Ingram or pick the B. Um, that's going to be this year for the Lakers for Isaiah Thomas and someone you're trying to get rid of as well. I don't know. Well, the time. Uh, I'll say right now, there's no chance Isaiah gets traded right now. Um, if he got traded, it would be the fact that he doesn't – they don't come to terms on a, any extension this off se- you know, this uh, off season. They draft a guy, let's say, like Markel Fultz, and they feel at the trade deadline that Isaiah is going to leave and be a free agent, and they're going to want to get something for him. And that would be, to me, that would be the only time they consider trading him. I, I, I don't think they'd even entertain trading him at all this offseason, but obviously Danny Ainge, you never know. Everyone's tradable in Danny, for Danny Ainge, so who knows. But I don't, think, yeah. I don't think he'd even be considered traded to be traded at all um, at all this offseason. I know we're we're putting all these hypotheticals and speculating because we're experts in the NBA. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, we got uh, we got to get on our expert NBA uh, 2K game, which has not happened at all this year, right? Um, but no, no comment on that. No comment. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, this is why I'm recording this podcast. I'm building up the courage to ask you about Josh. Uh, oh. What's going on there? What's yeah, the uh, my my dog my dog Pierce apparently didn't like that either, so he, <laughs> he he's, 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 getting, he's getting angry as well. Barking yeah. up a storm yeah. now over here, but uh, <laughs> I I feel I feel him I feel him he's a little he's a little uh, upset. Um, so I forgot what we were just talking about. So forget forget all the speculation. Let's go back to the present season. Um, now you just said Pierce the magic the magic. Uh, Magic word of the day, Pee Wee Herman style. Um, what are your feelings of PP putting down uh, the the kicks? What, what's going on? How are you feeling about that? This is your childhood hero. So, Pierce is my guy. I mean, like I said, I grew up watching him literally since I was in uh, since middle school, and now I'm. Now I'm 33, watching this guy retire. I've been to so many great games of his. Uh, you know, I got to. I was lucky enough to go to his final game in Boston when he got to nail that shot at the end, which is couldn't have been scripted any better. You know, 2008 champion game, championship game, duel with LeBron, buzzer beater against Portland. I've seen it all. I, I mean, I'm sad to see him I, go. I was supposed I'm to go to that game. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I'm uh, I'm I'm sad to see him go, but at the same time, I mean, I I think I think it's time. I mean, you know, he's he's older now. I definitely can't um, can't do what he used to do. Um, I mean, I still think he can come up big and have some moments in the playoffs like he did a couple of years ago uh, when he was in when he was with the Wizards. Um, but you know, I, I definitely think it's time and for the Nets and and the Nets. Let's not forget. Let's not forget no, the block no, no. shot. Yeah, no, on we, Kyle uh, Lowry. We, we we forgot that already. We we forgot that. And, and the shot it said like they said that's why they brought me here. Uh, he made that game winning shot. You know, like uh, he, yeah. he he has he has Nets history in his blood. You know that, right? That's that's a real thing. Yeah, right. I'm I'm sure that's exactly what he's thinking right now too. <laughs> um, no, I mean I, I think he's retiring at the right time. I mean I think it's time for him to go. Uh, you know I, I love watching him play, but I just feel like you know you you don't want to watch somebody just kind of slowly fade away. You know, you want to try to be, I don't want to say on top of your game or just have some game left 
and he still has some left, but I just think it's definitely time for him to uh, to step away. The NBA, that, that whole generation slowly slowly fading away. It's definitely sad sad to watch it happen, but... Well, he's going to join Big Three. You didn't know that? He's going to be uh, playing with Byron Scalabrini no. and Ice Cube and yeah. and Charles Oakley and and Allen Iverson. It's going to happen. I I can see it happening right now. Maybe may, getting ready. Maybe 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 that's going to happen. Maybe immediately following season, sign that contract. But um, yeah, it'll definitely be a sad day at the end of the year. You know, he'll now obviously numbers definitely going to be retired in Boston. I'll definitely be at the Hall of Fame ceremony without a shadow. You know. No doubts about that, but, um, yeah. So this guy, obviously, he was a finals MVP. Um, that, uh, did we get to see the actual – we got to see the MVP trophy gave out, right, when we were, when we were there? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I, I always feel like sometimes in, like, the locker room, right, like with that stuff, or maybe I'm just thinking of, like, um, baseball or somewhere else, but, like, Typically, it was it Bill Russell or some NBA legend, right? Gives it to yeah. They gave it to him. I, I don't know if Bill Russell gave it to him that year. I think they actually. I think that was after that 2008 that he started doing that for whatever reason. But yeah, no, I definitely remember June 17, 2008. Never forget that day. And yes, he definitely, definitely got that uh, got that award at center court and at TD Garden after a blowout against the Lakers. And yep. So that was uh, that was a moment of uh, peak for Josh Farber. I have a lot of documentation of that uh, video, pictures. Maybe uh, Brooklyn Rebound will uh, only put those out on Twitter if the Celtics make it to the finals, or <laughs> potentially. Um, but I wanted to, before we talk about, I want to get your prediction about Final Four. Uh, who are the Final Four? Because you know, Final Four, NCAA, you get it, right? It's it's I get I, I get it's where you're going with that. It's relevant. Um, Final four NBA teams uh, that will be in Western and Eastern Conference Finals go. Who you got? Well, I'm going to go Boston, Cleveland um, in the East. I mean, I got to I gotta, I gotta go that way, uh, although I do think that, uh, unfortunately, Cleveland still has another level when it comes to the playoffs. So, barring an injury, unfortunately, I still think I still have Cavs coming out of the East. Um, you never know. What, you know, if Boston can snag that number one seed and get you know get another home game in that series, you know who knows anything's possible. Like uh, one Kevin Garnett once said. Um, but uh, as far as the West goes, you know it's going to be Golden State. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Durant. You know, Golden State's definitely struggled. Um, Golden State definitely struggled a great deal. Um, still got the best record in the NBA, though. But still have the best record in the NBA, I believe, if I remember correctly. They're number one, <laughs> num- number one, uh, number one offensive yeah. rating, and no, I think yep. number two in defense. So, I mean, and differential, yeah, point differential. I mean, well, they've definitely, well. you know, uh, I, I still see them coming out of the West, and I still see them winning it all this year. As far as who they would play. Um, you know it's tough between San Antonio and Houston. I don't. I, I got to take a look. I guess to see how the how the brackets would line up with them and who they would actually play in the conference finals. But it, it's it's tough to count out. You know, t- tough to count out Greg Popovich, Kawhi, and Lamarcus Aldridge. I just I don't know. I'm I'm seeing. I think the top two from the West and the top two from the East. I could just see them both. You know, battling out for the full final four. 
and then have Golden State over the Cavs uh, in the championship. How about you? Uh, I agree um, to a certain extent here. Um, I, I'm going not to dig away anything from Boston. I do feel like they're going to end up playing the Raptors in the conference semis, and I think the Raptors will be playing the uh, the Cavs in the conference finals. Um, I think uh, the Raptors, uh, they're both good defensively, but I think, I don't know, I, I feel like the Raptors have a little more length with that Serge Ibaka, and they have a little more umph with uh, the fighting of Robin Lopez and Serge Ibaka, right? Yeah. They just, they like in that tussle. Um, I, that remains to be seen, but I'm just predicting. I'm going to be Toronto, Cleveland, and uh, in the East. I'm going to say um, San Antonio and Houston, um, if it, the seating works out. Um, in the West, um, okay. because I think that uh, Popovich is and is the the beast of coaching. Greg Steve Kerr is awesome, but he's been he was pretty lucky of you know inheriting really good talent right um, when he came into the job, and uh, Popovich has been developing these guys, the Corey Josephs. The um, you know back in the day the Ginobili's uh, who's that other guy Baron I think um, all those guys are freaking ridiculous and I don't you don't even know their last names or first names right so with it being Spurs and Houston I, I think it'll be Spurs uh, beating Houston because D'Antoni versus Popovich really never works out for uh, I don't think it's ever worked out historically I don't think D'Antoni team has beat uh, a Greg Popovich team in the playoffs. And I would know that as a former diehard Phoenix Suns fan. Um, um, you know that too, uh, because you watch those games with me a lot of times when the Celtics were really not that great and the Suns were awesome. That was, that was a long, long time ago. But yes, I did watch those. And they're playing tonight. Very yeah, they, they, are, they are playing tonight. I'm going I'm to actually watch this game on DVR immediately following this. Hopefully the Celtics can uh, get a big win. Yeah. So um, you mentioned, what do you think of my top four, my final so, four? So I like it, and honestly, I could definitely see Toronto coming out of the East. Um, Celtics have had problems with Toronto. A lot of depend on Kyle Lowry's health. You know, the, the their deadline moves of Ibaka and P.J. Tucker were huge. I mean, I think Ibaka adds... I was I was disappointed as a Celtic fan. I was told we were going to make a move, and honestly, those are the two guys that I was targeting myself. Um, and then to see them both go to a rival definitely hurts. Um, but I understand off-season-wise, Celtics are kind of looking forward to the future, and getting Ibaka would have messed them up a little bit um, if they were going to try to keep him or anything in this off-season. So for what they would have to give up, it wouldn't have made sense. Um, Celtics have always struggled this season with the Raptors. In the fourth quarter specifically, because every time they play, Boston seems to have a double-digit lead. And in the fourth quarter, it's either Kyle Lowry or DeMar DeRozan just going bananas. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, could, I could definitely see Toronto, though, you know, uh, coming out of the uh, – not coming out of the East, excuse me, but playing, playing the Cavs in the conference finals. I think those those additions are huge, but a lot just depends on Lowry's health going into the us uh, going into the playoffs. Mm. Yeah, uh, Kyle, I didn't even get to see. Um, I think you, I think maybe your brother told you this, but we were courtside for the Raptors uh, Nets, and Lowry didn't play uh, um, that game, so I didn't get to see him up close 
in personnel, but DeMar DeRozan did, and he went off for like 40-something points, uh, was actually talking trash to this fan courtside that was a Nets fan, and it was pretty amazing to see that kind of like, hear that noise, hear that trash talk, and actually see, um, you know, a player that was like, I can do this in my sleep, you know, uh, and DeRozan is really awesome this year. I don't know what happened to him. Do you think he uh, he drank milk or did drugs or something? I don't know. Uh, one or the other. Um, all right, I want to finish up on this. Uh, you you mentioned Ibaka. I'm going to transition to uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, what he's doing. Is he the MVP? If not, who else is the MVP or who would be the MVP? Who you got, Josh? So, I mean – West, the things that Westbrook's doing is amazing. I will say, though, as far as triple-doubles go, I think there's some stat padding going on a little bit when it comes to OKC. Um, as far as, you know, they're letting them, make, you know, letting them get rebounds off missed free throws and kind of, you know, if the ball's coming off the rim, letting him get in there just so he can get the rebound. I mean, what he's doing, again, hasn't been done if he can hold those numbers up since, you know, since Oscar Robertson a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I think it's between him. It's between him and and uh, James Harden of uh, of the Rockets. I mean, I think if you took both of them out of it, I think Isaiah is legit in the conversation. Obviously, said as a Boston fan, but with the season those two are having, they, it, you know, it's 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 remarkable the way they go back and forth. You know, normally it's 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 a big deal if you hear about someone getting a triple double, but when you're doing right. it basically on a nightly basis. It's it's just like it's like what happened? Why didn't you get a triple double tonight? And for the fact that you're actually having saying that, it's just insane. Um, I'm torn. I mean, honestly, I'm back I'm back and forth on this. I mean, if you look at if you take Russell Westbrook off the team, if you play that that card when trying to figure this out, I mean, what are the, the Thunder? The Thunder, the Thunder go nowhere. I mean, there's there's nothing going on with the Thunder. Um, right. But I mean, technically, you take James Harden off the off the Rockets. I mean, let let me ask you a question. If you take if you took if you took uh, Westbrook and Harden away from their teams, and those two teams played, who wins? Good question. Um, with the current coaches and everything, right? Yep. Set up. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I gotta go with OKC uh, only because I know how Dan Tony coaches. He plays an eight-man rotation um, on the regular. He doesn't like playing young guys. Um, opposite of that, uh, you know, uh, you got Billy Donovan, a two-time national champ coach, one win away from the NBA Finals um, about three times uh, over. Um, yeah, Billy Donovan with young players at OKC that are developing, like Stephen Adams. Um, and who did they just pick up um, trade-wise? That was pretty good. Um Oh, they got um. Did they get McDermott? I think too from. Was it? Uh, they got Taj Gibson. Yeah, and Doug McDermott. Yeah, Taj yeah, Gibson got, McDermott, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then they got Stephen Adams. They got uh, Ennis Cantor. So like he's just better, uh, with the young talent that he has, and without like D'Antoni can make a point guard, uh, a guy who holds the ball a superstar. We've seen it before with Steve Nash, with Jeremy Lin for a short period. Um, he didn't have that benefit in L.A., which is why that sucked 
for him. Uh, he even made Chris Duhon did 22 assists in one game. I mean, his system works for point guards. His point guard heavy. So you take away Harden, uh, you take away Westbrook, OKC d- just dominates them defensively and probably b- beats them by like 20 or 15 points. What do you say? So uh, so let, let's say, so if if you're saying that, who would be your MVP based on that based on that statement? Between the two teams? Yep. So who would be your MVP, Hardener? I'm just throwing this question back at you, but Hardener. Uh, oh, you can throw me questions. I, I can I can take those questions, Josh. I mean, I'm um, throwing, throwing it back, throwing it back to the host of the podcast. I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, I will I will take that question and I'll dribble the ball and then turn it over and then I'll give it to the ref and then he'll give it he'll give it to someone else and then I'll attempt the steal and then it'll it'll get rolled off the other guy's leg and I'll get it back. That's how that's how I get that ball. Okay. okay. Uh, so um so the question was uh, between the two Russ and Harden um and you take them off the team because that's always the logic whether it's the best team versus the player that's most valuable definition hasn't been defined. Um, it's got to be Westbrook still um, because just because a coach can outcoach another player with the tools they have, um, the, the impact that both of them have high impact, let's just say that, but Westbrook is um, – you're right. Uh, he would probably kind of falter the whole team. Wow, I'm just going back and forth now on this. Shit, I don't know, Josh. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a dilemma. I, I, I've gone back and My forth myself. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which one I would. Which one I would say? I could. I could see a case, a reasonable case for both. And people will say just because he's averaging a triple double, but again, I, I don't. I see stat padding going on there. I don't, and it. Not. I'm not taking anything away from. He's a great player, but I wouldn't base it on the triple double piece. Is all I'm saying. Well, I don't know if I see stat padding as much as you do. And the reason being, I, I see MVP campaigning because they have a couple of viral videos that are pretty funny. You should check them out. Steven Adams and, and his cancer. Um, they're hilarious. Um, I, they're top 10 team in the league. They're literally the 10th team right now in the league. Um, they're, if you're stat padding, uh, I don't know if you could do that on a level of being a top 10 team. Um, it just doesn't make sense because you are you're playing you're playing within what is what your system is. Westbrook was doing that uh, with Billy Donovan before, and even Scott Brooks when Kevin Durant was you know was hurt, and they were still a top uh, eight team in the Western Conference every year. So I don't think this much stat padding as opposed to uh, filling the pieces, you know, making sure that the stats that were going to go to Durant are now he's got more shot attempts, he's got the ball more in his hand. Because Durant would pass the ball really well, and he's still doing that for Golden State. Well, not right now, but um, it's just more assists and more points, really, and then maybe two or three more rebounds. So, like, if you compare the stats, it makes sense why he's averaging a triple-double. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I mean, I do get what you're saying. I guess it was more of just like the free throws. Like if someone, if normally off a free throw, the center would, or, you know, the big guys down low would be the ones getting a rebound. And I've seen that there's been many times that they kind of <laughs> let Westbrook get the rebound off free throws. And I, you know, for right. that to happen, just, I don't know. But again, he's, he's doing amazing. I love that he's always, he's just, his, uh, I, I don't know the word, but the, the way that he just go gets it and he's just, you know, playing 100% all the time, full tilt. I mean, it hurts him sometimes, but, I mean, he, I love watching the guy play. And I, as, as I loved watching him play when I got to go to that OKC 
Warriors game with uh, Durant's return. Oh, yeah, you went this year. I did yeah, get to yeah, go yeah. that year. Yeah, that was a heck of an experience to, to, to watch that. You went watch... in OKC, right? Yep. You were yeah, in... I was, yeah, in OKC with Durant's return. That was uh, <laughs> that was that was that was awesome, awesome experience watching them jog against each other. Obviously, you know, Warriors still took control, and you know they. Uh, but he definitely, him and Durant definitely don't like each other. So, um, did you see a lot of cupcake signs in OKC? There were there were definitely a bunch of cupcake signs. There were a bunch of uh, Durant sign Durant jerseys that have that had. Uh, Duct tape over Durant saying traitor. I saw a bunch of those. Um, that place, talk about booing. I mean, t- talk about a guy getting booed hard. I. So you, you just flashed me uh, as we just got disconnected from uh, from this uh, recording. What what happened there? Uh, NBA J two K. I don't play know. Play by play. <laughs> well, apparently we. We got into so, so in-depth talking that uh, the uh, I don't know maybe maybe that podcast line just didn't agree with what we were saying and they just like that's it we're cutting cutting you guys off. Not you know sure. I was thinking I, I think you're onto something because we we weren't even mentioning uh, Kawhi Leonard and uh, Kevin Durant still uh, I still think he's going to be eligible for MVP he might get a couple of votes I don't think he'll win. But let's just say he was healthy right now, hypothetically, uh, and still playing. You got three players from OKC uh, that were teammates. They were the best of friends at one point. Uh, which scenario would you want to see right now, Josh, in the NBA? What's happening right now with these three players being so awesome uh, on different teams, or maybe somewhat of a mini dynasty with OKC? Which one would be more interesting in that level? Uh, see, I would have liked the mini dynasty because you're saying if they were all still on OKC. Yes, correct. Yeah, yep. so I, I would have liked to see it because that would have been the dynasty where they drafted each one of those players. Like they brought each one of those in. It wouldn't be like you know, all right, well he signed with him and they kind of created right. the super team. That's like right. it was. It would have been they would have grown together, been together, and just built up, and they could have you know been a dynasty for a really long time. I would have really enjoyed right. watching that, and I don't think anyone really could have complained about you know, about that team, whereas, you know, you get, like, the the Warriors right now with the super teams, get Durant, you know, such a big name, and former MVP joining the, you know, the Warriors. I don't know. Right. I, I would have I would have loved to see it, honestly. And there were a lot of people, I think, that were big, that kind of would like their team, but war, uh, the uh, OKC was their second favorite team during that time. And it's just sad that the way that things broke up like that, I mean, if they had to do it all again, I think they would have just paid whatever it took to keep everybody instead of trying to save money and, break the team up. Yeah, uh, and actually, I was just thinking of, like, what team is like that, the one you mentioned that grew their players, and obviously the answer should be obvious for both of us is the Spurs, which is the model that everyone's been doing. I mean, Thunder, whoever the guy, I forgot the guy's name, but he came from the Spurs organization. Uh, Sixers uh, guy who left, um, he came from the Spurs, Magic, uh, and now the Nets as well. So, this organic drafting, like they did Duncan, uh, Ginobili, and Parker, right? That was their yep. their error. Um, they added a Bowen in there to kick some nuts. Um, and former Celtic, Bruce Bowen. Yeah, um, found by Rick Pitino. Found by glad, Rick Pitino. Glad he's no longer in the league. 
Well, do you think he was found by Rick Pitino because he offered him an escort um, to get him, you know, on board? Like, is that what Rick Pitino did? No, back no, then too? no comment. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that would. I, I have conflicted feelings on it, though. Like the whole three, the three players. In terms of what you said of a team doing that, awesome. In terms of being the players who are doing it, awesome. But it being OKC versus Seattle, not awesome. Um, I, I still am like I don't know. I have this anger towards. Uh, not, OKC uh, as an organization, mainly the owner, um, which I know nothing about other than the fact that he took the team to Seattle. Whoa. No, uh, good. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, was my statement that shocking, Josh? What? Yeah, it was that, it was that shocking. My uh, This little thing fell yeah. on my house. Uh, Earth-shaking, earth earth-shattering, yes. Yeah, I don't think we've ever talked about Seattle that much, ever. Um, I think it's just been one of those things. Uh, what? How do you feel about that? Like, did you feel anything about that when it happened, or right now even? I mean, well, as far as them leaving Seattle, the way it went down, I feel like it was yeah, it was really terrible. Fun. Oh, it was it was yeah. awful. It was awful. You basically buy yeah. the team, saying that you know you'll keep them there, you'll do everything you can to keep them there, and then you have underhanded conversations to bring them, you know, behind the scenes the entire time that you wanted them, you know, that the owners wanted them to come to. To OKC, I mean, the fact that they really made no effort to keep them there and that happened is, is just sad for, for all Seattle fans. I mean, they're going to get a team again at some point, but the fact that that happened, is, it, it's really sad. And it's sad that there was really nothing they could do to stop it. I mean, right. if you buy a team, they really should have signed some contract or something saying that the team was going to stay there for X amount of time and not just kind of go by somebody's word, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I agree. So that's why, I like, um, having it the way it is right now, like, if the Thunder are never good again after, like, West, if Westbrook ever leaves or whatever, um, and the Thunder are never good again, I, I wouldn't really care. But because they had these amazing players that you're just watching and you couldn't really miss out on watching, uh, it was pretty awesome to watch uh, when they were together. Was it like one whole year, maybe two years together? Yep. I'm not sure. I think I, th- I want to say two. But yeah. I could be wrong on that. Cool. All right. Well, uh, we covered a lot today, Josh. You did a lot of damage on the NBA. Uh, you're probably going to get blown up on Twitter after this. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. You can, uh, um, you can follow me at jfarb5 on J-Farb Twitter. Five. Uh, what <laughs> do you usually What do you usually tweet? Do you tweet photos? Do you tweet um, fun stuff? What is it? Uh, I don't know. I just kind of it's it's always some Celtic statement and kind of I I do a lot of uh, responding to tweets. I really don't tweet a lot myself, to be completely honest with you. But I'm trying to get more into it and probably going to also change that uh, that at Jfarb handle at some point. But that's where we're at right Josh now. Do you have Josh Farber? Do you have Josh Farber uh, as the handle or no? Uh, we we had it. I think when we first started, um, we may be changing it to at the Jfarb. I think that's the the, the next step. For what we're uh, for Twitter, the but, J Farb, yeah, the J Farb. So that's I like that. I like uh, the J Farb. That's that's pretty good. Um, so you also have Snapchat, right? I, I've been I've been checking out your snaps a little bit. Uh, I, I, I do uh, I do snap from time to time. <laughs> I wouldn't call myself a, a professional snapper, Snapchatter, but uh, yeah, but um, but yeah. No, I, I do I do Snapchat and 
NBA J2K. If somebody really really wants to <laughs> wants to follow me on Snapchat, there you go. Uh, well, I mean that's what I want, and the, and the transition was easy for me. You know, I don't know if you heard our segments before. Snap or slap. Uh, snap if you like it, and slap if you don't. Uh, but basically, I, I want to give you this as we sign off for tonight. Right now, the Nets are uh, down by 16. They were down by 25, so they're making a little comeback against the Wizards entering uh, the fourth quarter. I'm not going to tell you about your score because I know that would suck, um, like your brother did to me um, with Brooke Lopez hitting that game winner the other night. Um, but the outcome would be devastating in one way if – the Nets win. They're down by 14 now, um, and come back and win this game. And you're playing the Suns, uh, and you're expected probably to destroy them. And you win. Then there's four games between these two teams in overall standings. So you'd be hurting your pick. Uh, do you? What do you? Do you snap this idea or do you slap this idea? Well, do you like the fact that that could happen, or do you hate it? <laughs> oh no, I hate it. <laughs> no, I hate, I hate it. I hate it. I really. I, I hope. I hope the Nets can. I hope the Nets can just go on this losing streak real quick, so we can just not have to sweat this out these last few games. I mean, again, although well, if you look at the in history, the the worst team in the league really doesn't get the number one pick ever either. Anyway, so regardless, I mean, maybe they'd be better off getting the second worst pick and hoping that they bump up. Who knows? Mm. Yeah, so it looks like top three. It could be basically the uh, bottom three is uh, the top three. I guess it's uh, Lakers, Suns, and Nets right now. So um, you have a lot of uh, basketball to watch, and I'm sure you could even watch those those uh, teams on whatever league pass thing you have there uh, going on. Yeah, cool. no, I'll definitely be uh, definitely be tuning in to watch this uh, down the stretch. It's gonna be gonna be fun going into the playoffs. All right, this was fun. I, I got a, I got a little bit of excitement. I might have to change my pants, Josh, uh, from this conversation. So that was, uh, that was good. Let's do this again when the playoffs come around. Maybe, maybe you can just give us a Celtic update every, uh, every, every game or every series. Who knows? Uh, I'd, I'd be happy to. No, this was a good time. Like I said, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, just let me know if I'm around. Definitely, would love to call back in again. We can do it again. All right, yeah, uh, I'm I'm hitting up Dub City tomorrow, so we uh, we grabbing some uh, adult beverages potentially. We, we we may be, we may be. It's, uh, it's TBD. All right, cool. All right, buddy. Uh, nice talking, and uh, good luck with your team. Not so much. Thank I, I you. That under my breath. Yeah. 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 Thank you. All right, buddy. <laughs> Peace. All right. Yep. Bye. Man, a hundred grand weigh ten pounds. Man, you short, homie. Hell, you know that. I was gonna get it to him. Get old mathematician here. It's my daughter's college money, man. Now flip your ass on stage. All right, we good. Let's do it. Let's do it.
but you don't hear me. I make them bounce all across the globe. I'm a pimp, I got your girl taking off the clothes. But you don't hear me. A franchise like a Houston Rocket. Every eight months is when I usually drop it. But you don't hear me. I got the streets on lock. I like my beats with knock. You know my state. Player. Now who they want? Let's 